You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers. What's good, goat flippers? It's your host, Lurk. Thanks for checking out this episode of Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast. Did you know we're only a handful of episodes away from the Big 5-0? Pretty exciting. I should probably start planning a special episode or something, you know, because that's a decent number to celebrate. Anyway, let me ask you a question. Do you ever get tired of trying to find new bands or new songs or new music in general? Well, Lamb Goat curates a Spotify playlist each month. It's called New Metal Monthly. If we've posted about it on our social media or the website, it's definitely going to be on that playlist. And speaking of the website, make sure you check out lambgoat.com for everything hardcore and metal music related. Like Lamb Goat on Facebook and on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow them at Lamb Goat. Check out our YouTube page and subscribe to that. You can find all these episodes in video format plus some other Lamb Goat content. Also, if you're listening to us on a device that you can rate and review and share us, please do all three it helps us out in the algorithm of the podcast world and we greatly greatly appreciate it and last but not least if you want to follow me lurk the host of the show you can do so on instagram and twitter at lurk city one of the goals that we had when we started this podcast was to connect the fan base with bands on a more personal level rather than your standard Q&A interview. And I hope we've done that and I hope we continue to do that. But our secondary goal is to have this podcast also be a beacon for you to find new up-and-coming bands within the hardcore and metal world as well. And so hopefully this is one of those episodes. On this episode, we have Massachusetts band Degrader. And hit the show notes for Degrader's links, Lamb Goat's links, and the New Metal Monthly Spotify playlist. Oh yeah, what's this? I feel this. Oh yeah, this is stuff. Oh no. Oh no, no, no. Lamb Goat presents the Van Flip Podcast. We're all okay. We're, okay. we're gonna we're, we're gonna be live from a certain point, so be ready, fellas. Okay. <laughs> not live. I shouldn't say live. We're not gonna be like live. We're at hot mics yeah, right now. We're recording. Okay, guys? Hot mics. Welcome back to this. Uh, not welcome back. I can't. I hate saying welcome back because I don't know if people are just checking this episode out or if they are a listener that has previously listened. So like. I'm just going to start saying thanks for checking out this episode of the Van Flip Podcast. Today, I am sitting here with the Massachusetts-based metalcore slash deathcore slash new whatever you want to call it band, The Greater. How you guys doing? Chilling. Living. That's good. We got, COVID, we got three of you here tonight. So why don't we go down the line and introduce your selves and you know what you do in the band cool well i'm liam and i do the singing the vocals i'm ryan and i play the bass and i'm b and i play guitar nice all right <laughs> so, <laughs> just chilling. he's a little he's a little laggy right now yeah, let's go. <laughs> he's a little laggy on his side uh but anyway i thought it was kind of uh cool earlier this year i actually got to see you guys when you guys came to town you guys came down here and played rain dogs and uh that was how i was introduced to you so uh, that's crazy yeah oh yeah you came with dead culture after the show we were in rough shape that show <laughs> rain dogs that was north carolina no uh, in jacksonville yeah it was north florida oh, okay with yeah billy and john uh, came yeah, down billy and john came out yeah we're we were in rough shape. Why? why was like, that? We were in rough shape. Because it we had been a long shape. tour or something, or you just were. Uh, no, just um, hella wasted. A long, a long. Yeah, span. yeah. We just, just did like twelve. 
Yeah, we just we did like twelve shows in a row leading up to that, and our first day off was in Florida, and I think that was the first show after the first day off. So we were like well rested, and we were hanging out. Some people from the label came out, brought us some drinks, and we were just having a good time kicking back. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it didn't. I mean, time. maybe it helps. I don't know. That was my introduction to you guys, but no, you, it, was, it was you and Dead Dead Culture. Fun. Word, yeah, that was a very fun tour. The only tour we got to do actually last year. Right now. Well, yeah, I was going to say, you guys kind of did some touring this year. You were kind of almost lucky, but was that the, I know. Was that the end was, of that tour? Yeah, I'm grateful for it. And our tour didn't get cut off like everybody else's tour did. It ended like a week before lockdown. So that was like a whoo. You know what I mean? We got yeah. to get through it. And then like it happened to everybody. And I felt so bad, but I was like, man, thank God we like got to finish ours. And, and it was sick. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> So what have you guys been doing since then? Made a record. Yeah, we got the new record. And um, just writing more. And kind of just like in our own personal lives, like navigating this whole pandemic thing. You know, it's different for everybody. And it's even like a little like extra stressful to be in your own like, you know, band or business or whatever have you. And like try to like figure out like, your game plan while all this is going on. It's just like interesting, you know, it's a unique obstacle. Mm-hmm. Did um, you said you were, you wrote a record, right? B? Yes, yeah. And are, you guys released like a two song EP earlier this year or earlier in 2020. I completely forgot we did that. Oh yeah. That, that was in the same year too. Yeah. Yeah. So we kind of dropped that out of nowhere. Just, uh, there had been pretty good chunk of time since our last record and and we had like gone through some member changes and kind of just felt like let's just put some music out like we did that tour and it went pretty well and we were playing those new songs on that tour and when the tour was over we were just like let's just let's just put it out you know what i mean let's just see what happens and it was easily the best like received you know music we've ever put out and uh, we were in the studio doing our new record while we put that out. So so like kind of like be working on something and then like get that like positive response back. Yeah. Gets you hyped. And we were all together at the time. Exactly. So watching watching people react to it, watching people see if they liked it or they didn't like it. <laughs> it's just interesting. He's still that's... having a conversation but doing other things. Okay. That's what the that's like the, the beauty of having the Apple AirPods then, you know what I mean? I mean, no, my Wi-Fi router fell down, so I'm like, maybe if I pick it up, I get better signal. Well, you, I mean, you would think, hopefully, right? Let's see. So, uh, but are those songs going to be on the new record, or is it like completely new material outside of what's going It's separate. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That was just like a, like a standalone two-song single, if you will, kind of just to see where we're at, you know what I mean, in regards to the, the game. You know what I mean? We did a we did a full length before these two songs back in 2019, and we weren't super stoked about where it left us off. So we took some time to kind of like uh, reevaluate like what kind of band we wanted to be and what we wanted to sound like, and that's what those two songs like kind of represent, like a new direction, kind of like new, uh, not a new sound because it still holds a lot of the elements that we've kind of always had, but just a new approach to our own style. And uh, putting those out and then working on the album, it was just a good feeling. We're like, we're kind of on the right track right now. When you say that, do you mean like approaching it from a more professional standpoint? Or how, how do you mean approaching it? Like, kind of elaborate, I guess. Um, I feel like as songwriters, that's where the growth has mostly yeah. been. Where we, before, it's always been like, I'll write a song, Josh will write a song. You know what I mean? We, we write our entire songs and these new tracks were the first time that we were really working together as a unit and like implementing ideas together. It was also the first time that like our producer was like very actively like changing the songs and like working with us to like reach our like best potential. So that was definitely. Uh, yeah, the first two pre protein like really productive days. Yeah, for sure. It was cool to go into the studio and like we kind of we have like a lot of resources on our own and we like to do a lot of our own demoing. Everybody knows how to like get stuff down on their own computer. 
So we went in like really prepared. Like we kind of like have our own idea of how these songs are going to go and how they're structured. And, and when you get in and, and we worked with Matt Guglielmo at Graphic Nature um, and, and he just, you know, the first, he's like, all right, yo, I'm going to play this for you. I changed some stuff up and it's my first listen, you know, to my own song and there's mad different stuff, but it just works. You know what yeah. I mean? So we really pushed the songwriters on this newer stuff and kind of like reapproached our sound in a, in a better way. I wouldn't say a different way, but a better way. So you, is it recorded? Oh, it's done. It's done. Oh, nice. It's been done. Yeah. It's been done. We're right. May, right. Oh, right, May right. 2020 yeah. last right, year. Right, 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 right. I think. Have you guys yeah. announced your news? I know you earlier this week were announcing news. I didn't know well, if you announced When does this come? When is this going to drop? Uh, this will drop. Next week? Next Tuesday. Then, then yeah, we've announced it. <laughs> okay. So yeah, it's gonna so, be announced uh, yeah. tomorrow. Today is Wednesday, and we're about to tell everybody tomorrow. Well, I guess we're only telling. Uh, I might have just fucked it all up. No, you can. Say, I mean, you can technically say it because no one will we're hear this until. Record. What's up? Yeah, <laughs> no one's gonna hear it until the week after you announce it. So, like, if you yeah. announce it tomorrow, no one's gonna hear we'll it until Tuesday. We're like announcing a single, but I mean, obviously, the single is gonna be off a new record. So, uh. Yeah, we're announcing a single tomorrow with a new video, and uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm excited. Do you guys have a release date for the full album yet? Uh, I do. Or I can't a, remember off the top of my head. Or a tentative time or anything like that? No, it's in, uh, spring. It's in March. I can't remember like off the exact top of my head. I can pull up an email and tell you right now. Is that something that you can share publicly, no matter what, yeah. what you say? Okay. Yeah. No I can. time it comes out? <laughs> Hold on. So yeah, it's definitely recorded and probably ready to go in the can. It's been a couple of months. We've been holding on to it. Nice. Yep. We got the finals back in the summer, and then it was just all about waiting for the right time. Uh, so did you guys just like when lockdown happened? You just were like, "Screw it, let's just capitalize." And yeah, well, we were planning on doing a record anyways. Yeah, everything was already. And then broke. lockdown happened, and then we were like. Oh fuck! How are we gonna do this record in lockdown? <laughs> because like, uh, it was like the COVID was super intimidating at the start. Like, yeah, you, just, you guys are in New England still, right? Are you? Yeah. Did you record it around that area or? No, um, we went down. Like we did all the demos at home, like in lockdown and whatnot. And we also were writing a lot in advance, so we were like good to go for time. Excuse me. And then, um, then we went into lockdown. And we were going to Graphic Nature down in um, New Jersey. And we we're like, man, how? Like, where are we going to be? Like, because it's lockdown. Yeah, we had to get a we had to get a bit creative with with uh, yeah. trying to be safe and so, doing it. So I live in Jersey. Um, I'm about like 20 minutes away from the studio. So the boys actually lived in the like the van just <laughs> outside of my house to kind of quarantine yeah. uh, the band and my family, just because it was still like early quarantine you know right. like it was vicious so everything was kind of scary kind of yeah. unknown yeah and you you so, guys were like in like a hotbed area with like new york city and stuff yeah no it was, it was definitely stretchy. Sure. that was what made it so intimidating and and like at the beginning of it all like you really didn't know what to think because there's all this different information coming from different sources and and like some people are saying it's not a big deal. Some people are saying it's like the biggest deal we've ever had in our lives. And you're just like, oh, yeah. I'm not playing around with this. Yeah. So we quarantined in the van and we called it. It like kind of almost felt like we were on tour because we were just like sleeping in the van like every night. So we called it the graphic nature tour. That was a cool two weeks. Yeah. I was going to say, like, how long were you just camping out in the van? How many and how many of you guys were living in the van? Were- Three of us in the van and, and B got to be in his home. So that was nice. Yeah, I just went inside. Nice. <laughs> All right, later, dudes. Yeah, yeah every night. No, I made sure they were taken care of. You like a pillow? A couple weeks. <laughs> you want like an extra blanket? It's getting cold out here. Right. No, it no, wasn't that bad. It, work. it was like, it was like. It was May. Was, was it May? Yeah, it was pretty well, good. It was nice. Like, it wasn't cold. Nice. It was like really good, like prime time, springtime. It was awesome. Yeah, windows out or windows I up. think living windows in those down. conditions also contributed to a lot of the record too. Like a sound 
I don't know. Like I listen back so to the too, record I and I just think about that time. Yeah. The mentality because working on the record at times was like emotionally like grueling because like, it's just like the only, like you wake up, you get there, you clock in, you're working on it all day. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of times where like, like when you have five creative minds in one room, naturally people are going to like butt heads. It should go this way. It should go that way. You know what I mean? And like things would get like tense, but it's only because like everybody feels passionate about the project and everybody wants it to be the best it can be. And our ideas of what could be the best are, you know, various at times. But yeah, like kind of like that whole like lockdown, like we're just like near each other all the time, like kind of like weird, stressful environment. <laughs> yeah. Not that it wasn't fun to work on or anything or that it was like a negative experience. It was awesome. But kind of just like put that like worldly like feeling to it, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, being on tour alone with the same people 24 hours a day. It, it can be taxing you know like, people who've never been on tour don't understand that they think it might be like the funnest thing to go out with some of your friends for like a couple of weeks but then like they do it and it's like mm. it's not it's not as fun as you think so i can only imagine what it's like recording a record and i'm assuming you guys are around each other 24 7 in general just because of covid and then sleeping in the van every night <laughs> yeah that yeah. It presented a unique challenge <laughs> it was cool though so many farts you know what i mean <laughs> I don't know too I, much. I, I don't know. Oh no, yeah, you had the luxury of just like, all right, later. But I'm the only I one know. who was actually there, so I'm thinking about it. And I'm like fucking dying over it because <laughs> it was dark, man. <laughs> but it molded it molded the record in a way. It did, yeah. And you know, some, us. <laughs> sometimes uh, people say the things that suck at the, at those times are the things you'll cherish later on. Yes, you can ref- exactly. You can reflect, yeah. you can reflect back on it and laugh about it. And you get so much more out of that. Suck. I have to like, I just have to throw this out there that like, wow, <laughs> while we were doing this, there's another kid named Carl who was in the band and um, he was working on the record with us at the time. And he had these fucking socks, man. <laughs> And they had his face. I'm like, what the fuck are you wearing, dude? Oh, it was a gift from my grandma or something. Just like the most random thing ever. Like, So when we started talking about that, I just remember I was wearing those socks a lot. (laughs) Shout out my boy, Carl. Carl with the socks. So do you guys have like an album title and everything? I mean, obviously you do, so I don't know if it's publicly announced. Yep, it's going to be called Beautiful Lie. Nice. And is it coming out under somebody? Are you putting out yourself? Nope, it's out through Modern Empire Records and uh, on March 5th, so that'll be chill. Nice. Yeah. Um, I was looking up your uh, just like information on the internet, <laughs> and uh, I noticed that in 2017, uh, before, previous to my arrival – Lamb Goat, uh, inter- not interviewed, uh, reviewed your last. Uh, oh. Your last release from the inside out. Uh, that's two releases ago, but yeah, it didn't do too well on Lamb Goat. <laughs> no, yeah, they gave it a 5.5, which I was going to say, like, I would have given it a little higher than that my per- personally. But, you know, thank you. <laughs> that's also at a time where, you know, because. That's so long ago. Yeah, 2017 like is like three plus years ago, depending on yeah, like when it was. Yeah, that feels like longer than three years. I feel like the band has aged a million times since then. But, but also, that record that was sound. Like, Sorry. That was a priority of music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was like a big, big transitional phase for Degrader because um, before that record, it was a completely different lineup. And like, I wasn't singing. It was a different singer, different, like different everything except for the drummer. And from the inside out uh, was when Ryan joined the band and uh, yeah, the sound like hauled over to something completely different from what we had been doing. And uh, I had never like done vocals on anything in my life until that. And I obviously had no idea what I was doing. And that definitely like reflects in the record. 
but it was like a learning experience and we've definitely uh kind of like learned like i feel like everything we've done since has been like that like same like main idea as far as like sound goes but we've just like refined it with each release moving forward and this this new record is really like everything that i kind of envisioned for the band like since like i became the singer and like we kind of shifted direction so it's cool to see how we've like grown since each release nice i was gonna just say also the sound of like that record was not like quote unquote ahead of its time but also that john like this genre has kind of grown in popularity uh yes definitely has so you know um when i listen to it now i probably take it in better than i would in 2017 that's you know but yeah 5.5 so sorry (laughs) out of what out of 10 yeah Yeah. it sucks dude and it's what and i can't even see i can't even see who did the review like one of the notes was like they end every song with a slow down breakdown i was like fuck they got us (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna pull it up i'm gonna pull it up Okay. I'll tell. I'll read the bottom line for you. Oh no! Nice. For the most part, Degrader plays simplistic metalcore with powerful vocals and plenty of mosh parts. While that formula will suffice for some, those in search of music that's a bit more engaging might want to look elsewhere. Yeah, I feel like I feel like in a way that sentence alone tells you that the dude who listened to it doesn't listen to a lot of like metalcore yeah, or like metalcore. That sounds like kind of like a like an old head. No offense, no offense to the whoever reviewed it. I'm sure you fucking could beat my ass, but uh, kind of makes me feel like I just wasn't listening with the right ears. <laughs> well, you know, you know I mean? he did. He did say it sonically, folks. He goes sonically. Everything about this EP sounds completely professional and competent. Oh, cool. All right, word. Nice. So he's not. Yeah. Any- yeah. Well, he also he also did uh, shout out the vocals. You know, powerful vocals. I know. I caught on powerful. That. that that is like the one singular detail that I've held on to like since then, which is funny because I thought I sounded awful. Yeah. But goes to show. It does. So, do you guys have like plans for the for coming up? I mean, like obviously you have the record coming out on in March. So, like, do you guys have anything on the books? You know, like planned or uh, nothing, nothing planned. But we have been kicking around ideas of just how to do like a virtual concert or like a live stream kind of thing. We just been kicking around our ideas. Priority has been um, lining up everything for the record to drop. But now that that's in, oh, okay. our attention is going to be trying to some form of content for the year. Glitched, <laughs> glitched for a second there, but. We're... We, is Mr. Robot. Uh, we kind of we kind of got the gist of it, I think. Uh yeah, so everything's in motion for the record release, but you go you don't planning, have yeah, planning yeah. new stuff. You don't have like uh tour dates coming up for like fall or anything like that or No. <laughs> we haven't even really talked about it or like discussed that idea because, you know, like I said, we're still like navigating this whole thing in our personal lives. That's got to come first before, you know we really like put the whole like touring thing back on the table i feel like when not when we see other bands start to do it we'll follow suit and we'll be like okay let's get out there well you don't want to be the first one fuck no dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, i mean <laughs> technically <laughs> technically there's been some bands that have already played shows like there's been shows oh, <laughs> that's so bad yeah one singular input from saying that's bad. That is bad. That is dude. bust. If you're playing shows, you're a fucking idiot. Everyone you're needs stupid. to stay home. Stay home. Stay the fuck home. Nice. Uh, yeah, there's been there's been a couple shows, but there's been a couple countries that have festivals going on now too. No, but those countries are so far ahead of us in response. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they did Different it right. World almost. Like everyone, like around here, like everyone in America is like lockdowns don't work. It's like when did we really lock down? Like when did we really lock the fuck down? I only like, did it for like we only did it for like if I say six weeks, it might even that might you, be a stretch. Yeah, maybe you locked down, but when did like the nation lock down? 
I never. Um, he never Mark stopped working. Sometimes. He was always. I'm talking about nobody working. Oh yeah, rent no, never, spent. never, like never, you, never. That's the only way that that was like gonna get like properly responded to. Like back when like the first thing like hit. You know what I mean? Like had to be full lockdown. Like no one leaves their house. Don't go see your fucking neighbor, your fucking mom. You know what I mean? Lock the fuck down. I'm not gonna lie. I was hanging out with my friends a little bit here and there. We did a record, you know what I mean? Right. Bro, quarantine to do a record. I mean, we locked down at the same time. We did it pretty safely, though. Everybody did something, you know what I mean? To a to a certain degree, you know what I mean? So, whereas in other countries they did it right, they were masking up, they were locking down. Countries, government was like taking care of them and like suspending rent, doing popular stimulus, and now they're doing shows out and down under. So good for them. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. They have like full on festivals going on where they're making fun of, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, not not COVID, but they're making yeah. fun of like not having to be on restriction. Yeah, I don't yeah. blame them. I would make fun uh, of us too. So, I mean, well, <laughs> Fauci said, you know, recently this week that they're thinking maybe the fall. That I did see that. I think it was. A I think I saw. <laughs> you probably did. And uh, I think what New York Governor. Uh, I may have day drunk this, but he may have said that he's bringing the shows back in February. No, February. <laughs> no. Yeah. If you're sitting in front of a computer, if you're, <laughs> if you're sitting in front of a computer, you should Google it right now. Yeah, that doesn't even sound like something that come out of Cuomo's mouth. Dude. I don't know. Shows back February. That's the search. Broadway, like just, Oh, just Broadway shows. Broadway musicals. Uh, Interesting. So. I've been on the wrong Wi-Fi this whole time. Wow. <laughs> well, hopefully Broadway. we'll get it together. That's sick. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a, that, that's kind of a plus, is it not? Catch the greater the musical coming up to do a theater. I would do it, bro. <laughs> yeah, just write a just write a moving screenplay. You know, or not screen, uh, yeah, screenplay, and uh, submit it to Broadway, and then you know, Jay probably could do it. Our drummer Dude, Jay is like super creative that way. He would dead ass be the guy to do it. So what would what yeah. would the uh, degrader musical be like, or degrader <laughs> screenplay be like? What would I what would our screenplay be like? Would Carl have the socks? Carl would have be <laughs> in it. Okay, yeah, make a cameo. Oh my god. Yeah, Carl would have the socks. <laughs> I think the socks would need to be like their own character and they would have like a number in the musical. <laughs> Just the floating socks. It would be like two two people would play the socks and they would do like a duet. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh my kind of like kind of like that uh Mr. not Mr. Hanky, Mr. Towel or Mr. Towley from uh I was literally like thinking like on some South Park type shit. Let me see you, Dude, you look like Mr. Talley a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So did you guys have any like touring plans that were canceled at all? I know your tour that you were on didn't get canceled, but did you have anything set up this year that – or not this year, but in 2020 that you were looking forward to that you were bummed didn't get to happen? Since uh, I don't really think so, right? No, no, no. Luckily, the only thing we had planned for 2020 leading up after that tour that we got home was just studio time. So from the we got home from that tour in February, and we went into the studio in May. So February to May was just really locking in on, on the writing of the songs and molding them into something that we could have um, <laughs> went into the studio and all got in on them. Yeah, the the idea just for, going those, in, just for those who are are only listening, uh, he just went and grabbed like a bong from the overhead. Yeah, uh, <laughs> from the overhead, the overhead uh, cabinet in the background, which is hilarious. So we continue. I'm sorry, Liam. Um, no, you're good. Yeah, the greater <laughs> loves pot. It's true. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> Uh, 2020 plans. Oh, 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 oh. Did so we the, have to the idea going into the record was uh, that we were going to be able to release this record 
in 2020 and then like do some touring off of that record. But obviously we locked down. So that's why we kind of have like the record's been done for so long and we've just been kind of sitting on it. You know, like when do we drop it? Kind of held on the entire year and then felt like, you know, 2021 early. Let's just get it out the gate. Yeah. yeah, and most of the year was still getting stuff done for the record. Like <clears throat> artwork took a couple months, merch designs took some time, getting the video shot and edited took some time. So even though we weren't physically uh, touring, a lot of stuff was getting done behind the scenes. So it was still a pretty productive year. Uh, you you bring up merch, and that's something I are you know uh, like art, artwork and merch. That's something mm-hmm. I wanted to bring up when I'm talking to you guys because. I find that like you guys' merch style and that new style of uh, I don't want to say metalcore bands, but like yeah, the darker metalcore bands have this kind of like new kind of graphic style. That's yeah. Where, where does that come uh, from? I, um, not that the, not I that they're all the same. I don't want to say that they're all the no, same. No, yeah, I I think some of that contributes to a lot of people going to the same uh, people designing their merch, but. Um, I just think like the band world merch consumer are getting a little bit pickier and getting, they're trying to like get fresh with the clothing, you know, not just like a yeah. graphic, ugly band. See, like people <laughs> want these teeth to, you know, get fresh with. So yeah, the standard is being set higher. Yeah, and higher. People are like, Oh, what is this printed on? People care about shit exactly. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's like streetwear. They want to treat it like streetwear. Yeah, no, yeah. It's like well, that's what it is. Wear. But you also have to look at it like if you're in a band and you're not thinking about your band in that context, like what's going to sell to people? Like as far as like merch goes, then you're probably like not doing it the right way. I mean, if you're True. trying to like make money, you know, you got to be thinking about it that way. What's like, the- I want someone who, even if they don't even know who Degrader is, they see a shirt like oh, I would wear that just because it looks exactly. something like I'd wear. It's a brand just as much as it is a band. Yeah, and you guys are yeah. working champion like hard right now. Yes. Oh, we are, huh? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, we are. And we've done some champion shirts. And you know what? They sold really well. So I'll do them again. No, yeah, of course. Uh, it's, it, but also, it's like it does say something to uh, like a fan. Like, because I'm also a fan of like stuff like that. So, like, to me as a fan mm-hmm. of like this kind of music. And to see that kind of thought, I guess, put into it, because uh, it doesn't necessarily raise the price of the shirt, you know, for the most part, because you're kind of used to paying whatever. I, I'm assuming you guys charge what, like twenty five, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, for just like a single print shirt, you're used to kind of paying that in general when even bands are are doing uh, cheaper shirts. So, like. Yeah. You, you you make a little less on it, but the quality lasts a lot longer. And then right. again, you know, it'll sell. I don't want to say better, but you know, it'll appeal to a lot more. Mm-hmm. You know, not saying that there aren't niches, a uh, um, bulk of people that just would rent would have like the random graphic tee that you were talking about, Brian. Yeah, yeah. No, no. This like disrespect or discredit to that. I just think that the. The style and the appeal of people who the people who are actually buying the merch is changing. Yeah, they're becoming more woke to the you know what's hip. Sure. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to you know dress nicer. Well, the internet, the the internet is getting creative, and the stuff like you can even notice now in the early twenty twenty one stages that like like the main style is like shifting a little bit, and bands are like going for like more like different types of merch. The long sleeve with the print down the side is, is big the last, like, year, like, a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, yeah I love that. that. Yeah, I, I mean. Pocket tees were, like, a big thing mm-hmm. for for a little while. Yeah. Tees pockets. Those are sick. Okay. Uh, what, the fanny, yeah, the fanny pack, the, the custom fanny pack was a big thing. Oh, yeah, the bags were cool. <clears throat> that was the hot item of, like, 2019 fanny pack. Is there going to be a Degrader Supreme collab or what? No, we're probably going to do Kendamas. <laughs> oh, my God. Nice. I saw, you, I saw you fucking with it earlier beforehand. Yeah. I have yeah, a couple on top here. of that. Do you guys just, like, film yourself doing videos on for your Instagram? No, yeah. I did when I had a separate Instagram. I got, for I got really Kendamas. into it. So that's a funny story. Shout out, shout out our homies in Sigil out in Vegas. 
So we did a couple shows with the, this band called Sigil. And on the last show of the little run that we did together, um, they were like, they were fooling around with these kendamas, like the whole like run or whatever. And, and I was like kind of fooling around with one of them. And this dude was like, yo, if you hit this trick right now, like I'm going to give you one. And I was like, oh, oh shit, pressure's on. And I hit it. And then they just like came out their van with like mad kendamas and they just like gifted us all one. And then I just got addicted in quarantine. I got addicted and I my stimulus check hit and bought like ten. I bought like ten like nice ones. Like, I got one. Oh, that was probably terrible for the it mic. Was nice. I got this right here. It's my boy. So yeah, stupid little ball cup toy. But that's the that's the greatest thing, I guess. So yeah. the whole band is. I put a lot of hours so, on that. Yeah, we pull up. It's a sick. It's a sick time passer, and like people will like see us playing with them at the merch show. Like, What's that? You know what I mean? Get reel them in. Yeah, try it. <laughs> it's crazy how that's been taking over the last couple of years. Because I remember, the, like the first time I kind of saw it for the most part. I mean, I, I probably I think I saw it when I was very young. Like I knew it was around, but the first person that I would see. Like on the internet, doing it a lot was Adam uh, from No Jumper. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say that. The first time I saw them was on No Jumper years ago, yeah. and I just never tried one until Liam put me on. Yeah, and then, but since then, it's just been like, I don't know if you're. Are you the familiar? biggest thing for me in the beginning of quarantine, it just disconnected me from my phone. Like I would not give a fuck yeah. about my phone. I would just kendama all day. It's like I would go outside. Yeah, You're just doing hours, something, put, you know what I mean? So many hours I put on that. That's Now I haven't touched it because I think I burnt out and I kind of peaked on my skills. Like, but <laughs> I suck at Kendama. <laughs> I'm so bad. How I try. How many hours you got in there? Dude, I like have a couple hours. I have hours. I yeah. go for some advanced shit because I fucking grinded in quarantine. How many YouTube videos have you guys looked up? Uh, not much. I'm just wing different tricks. Anything I've, I've seen him third. do. Stuff, <laughs> just so how do you know? How do you know the moves? You just like make a shit up as you go, or you just like learn from yep, other people? You call you call the trick and just land it. Like big cup, small cup, and then try big cup, try small cup. <laughs> I, don't I, don't know, I don't know. I don't know how to. I don't know how to condama. So that's why I'm like, in, I'm genuinely yeah, intrigued. Made, on like how you like learn the moves. We play like horse. You know what I mean? Like somebody will call out. All right, I'm gonna go for the spike. That's horse, you know what I mean? Or like skate, basically, but with stupid fucking ball cup. <laughs> so, okay, let's say one is like horrible and ten is like God. Where where does the greater rank on the uh, skills of Kandama? William never All liked of us as a unit. That's not true. Like an eight out of ten. Here, dude. I feel like I'm a six. A strong six. I was going to say a four. You're a four? I was going to say Lee was a four. <laughs> Dude. I'm like a one. Okay. I'm not well, even Liam's a six. I'm a, I'm a three. Oh, so Liam's a four. Liam's a four. And B I'll take a four. No, no, no. You've Dude, never yeah. seen me play. Dude, you are like a zero. You need to yeah. practice. <laughs> oh, no. the, band, the band's going to break up because there's going to be a Kandama riff. They're going to get all – it's going to be super beef. Yeah. <laughs> Can get hot. One. I never bought like a new one or anything. They have like I these know. Like, pro like, models. Dude, they, they vary in quality. Yeah, I was going to say, like, what's the difference? Like how do you know you got a good one or a bunk one? He has like a longer string. Yeah, the string. Heavier. I know. We need to go. I have a fresh one in a box right here. <laughs> I just keep it as like decorations in my little office. I mean, they definitely look cool. Like, you know what I mean? No, yeah, they look. I have them up here just on display. All right. So I, this is this is Saints. That's mine. For those who are just listening, they're, they're just showing off their condoms at this point. So this one is, uh, I think it's a, a Boost Prime. For the, for the viewers at home, a sweets boost prime. This, this was my uh, this was my this studio rig. This is what I had. I grabbed one. He's got a good one. Oh yeah, that it's one. like a waxy. The ball's one. wax, so it has some grip. Yep, the sticky, the sticky paint. The sticky so this grip. is just like regular paint, regular prime paint. Yeah. yeah, This one's got like sticky paint on it that makes it a little easier. 
the cups are a little bigger. Bigger. This one is that He's frowned upon to like? Is, is like, it frowned upon to do cheating. some, some no, stuff? No, that's like, that? like saying that's like saying that like I'm cheating because I own a Fender Strat and you own a Squire. No, you dude, know what I mean? Get out of here, dude. <laughs> Interesting, guys. Interesting. That's hilarious. So, was that the first time you picked up a Kendama on a hot second B? Yeah. <laughs> for sure. And for me, it's like I have my baseline skills that, you know, it's like riding a bike. You can kind of get that. But then there's like the tricky, like, spin, catch. Those you got to, like, warm up and, like... Dude, in a way, yeah. How frustrating, how like, frustrating is it to learn? Very. Um, I think it can it can be very frustrating, but... I really got into it in the beginning of quarantine where I had nothing but time. And I would also make it my routine where I would kind of escape the house, go smoke, and then kendama to try to, like, escape technology. So I would smoke and then not have anything to do besides just lock in on this ball into the cup. It's kind of, like, really relaxing. At one point, I, like in the, a in way... studio, I would, like, water my plants as I kendama. Like, <laughs> I got really zen with it. I feel like in a way, like the learning curve is like synonymous to like skateboarding or something like that, where like, you know, just putting it onto the spike, like that's your Ollie. And if like you just want to like fool around with it and pass time, like that's cool. You can do that, like just like riding. But if you want to get like wicked into it and learn all the flip tricks and like get crazy with it, like you can do that too. I refer refer to it as like yo yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Exactly like yo yo. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it. I don't. I'm not gonna sit here and say I haven't been on the No Jumper website and just thought about buying one just to try it. But oh, yeah, some of them look really cool. Like, um, I know the No Jumper. They they did one where the ball was like uh the color of the, the backwood. Oh yeah, they did like all of them. Yeah, they did that. Sweets did like um like a Jordan collab, and they made like Jordan One colorway, and they made like a Yeezy colorway. Like they get really cool with it. Kind of like um, like collecting like cause pieces or like different kind of art. Yeah. You can kind of use that the same way. That's how I have them. I have them displayed up there. Oh, can I get a look? Bam. I have a couple, I have a bunch of them up there. So do you, um, let's bring it back to like the band. <laughs> uh, merch. How, how would you guys, yeah, we could talk about merch. That's another, yeah, but then that's an offshoot. We'll get to that. Uh, let's, let's, let's talk about the sound of the band. Didn't we? I missed that. What's up? We did sound talk about, of the band. We did talk about merch, but yeah, let's talk about the sound of the band and like what to expect on the new uh, new record coming out. Is there anything like much different than the singles that were released earlier in 2020? Uh, I would say, yeah. Um, yes, and uh, some flavors. Yeah, I, I think in certain songs there's definitely some flavors of um, that EP, but a lot of these songs weren't written with like this is a continuation of this ep it was just like let's just sit let's um like meet and write songs so i think that's kind of where beautiful lie came together where we didn't have really a goal in mind besides just to write songs and the, the best of the songs of those bunch are what we worked on and finalized and ended up making the record yeah so sure. i think it is very different there's some different uh Trying not to be like, oh, it's the most different work we've ever done. But I think a lot of different style uh, approaches to writing is what I was just going to um, say. It's the approach for sure. Yeah, the style of writing. Um, and then like Liam was getting at earlier, uh, Matt was super involved in changing up the songs, and not in um in a destructive way. It was more lo- more so like his opinion, kind of like he he was. He joined the band for the time of making the record. Yeah, that's yeah. a good way to put it. Where like he was yeah. putting like his own like ideas as if he were like the second drummer of the band in a way. That yeah. was like he's he's an awesome drummer, and our, our I think our drummer's pretty awesome too. So to see them like <laughs> I'm just gonna say, it, dude, I think he's sick. <laughs> dude, pretty awesome. Our drummer's fucking sick, dude. All right, maybe sick. <laughs> so to see two sick drummers. I didn't want to be pompous, dude. Pretty awesome, dude. He's Jay's fucking, a good guy, yeah, dude. You're nasty. talking bad on Jay. And he's not and I'm not do. talking bad on Jay, dude. Jay fucking rips up the tubs, dude. So to see <laughs> two like really good drummers like collab on the record and see that push our songs forward was really cool. And like B said, I think it was really like 
a lot about the approach. I think there's like certain elements, just like whenever anybody picks up the guitar, they have like their go-to things. You know what I mean? So like I have my go-to things as a songwriter that will always kind of be my go-to. So those elements have like kind of always existed in Degrader, but it was about how we use them this time around versus like, you know, just writing the same song with a slow breakdown at the end or doing something creative with our style this time and like using our strengths and like keep doing the things that we're good at and stop doing the things that we're bad at. So that uh, Lamb Goat review actually got to you and changed. No, the, it definitely, it definitely <laughs> changed the I trajectory like, of the band. Yeah, yeah. I think the, the key yeah. moments in band development is like when you fail or when you don't put out your best music and, and fans respond and, and you see the response and you're like, it's not what you hoped. And you're like, all right, we got to go back to the drawing board. Like, what did we do right? Let's do that again. What did we do wrong? Let's never fucking do that. That was stupid. And that's how you grow. You know what I mean? Every band goes through that period where they like don't drop their best music. You know what I mean? Understood. And I feel like you have to go through that to reach your best state and to reach your full potential. For sure. For someone yeah. who's never heard the band before, how would you describe you guys? <laughs> like what what influences what what musical influences would you say inspire the music that Degrader makes? Oh, I think in terms of Beautiful Lie, the studio kind of influenced the sound. Like it's hard to explain, but when you walk into Graphic Nature, you kind of just feel all the records that were made there. You kind of see the plaques, you see some guitars hanging out there, so you kind of just soak in that vibe. Um the roof is like some industrial looking thing kind of get lost and you can look at it. the drum room has this cool lighting. So I honestly think the studio, um, just the energy that we got in the studio shaped the songs or shaped the sound. Um, I would say like any one band or like different bands like influenced the record more so is just like how we were feeling about life and about because that's what the record's about. It's about different feelings that like there aren't necessarily words to describe, but everybody feels them. And, um, so it wasn't really like any, you know, I wasn't like listening to anything at the time and like, Oh, I'm inspired by this. I'm going to do something like this. It was just more like, wow, I feel this way. How would I put that into a song? And that was kind of like the approach on the whole record. It's like very much a concept record. Songwriting based. Feelings and how you feel and how you portray that and how we like express that to each other. That's cool and all. But, I don't think that answers the question, no, though. It yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did it yeah, not? I'm sorry. Okay. Did... <laughs> Damn, I guess I got no, sidetracked. It was, it was, if, if no one had like heard of you, like if someone's not heard of you guys, how would you describe your sound? I did answer the question. What are you talking about? No, I don't know. I, I was thinking while you were talking, like I still got to come up with an answer. Yeah. Um, oh, man, I thought it was answered. No, I mean, like, I, I understand how you could have got it, like, in, you, yeah, you probably could have taken some, it the wrong uh, heavy, way. Heavier riffs, some fast punky kind of parts that um yeah it's metalcore it's so hard for us to describe our own sound i feel like i did by talking about like we write how we feel i don't know and you're just gonna hear that i i don't know how else to put it basically is what i'm saying like i can't like think like i I mean it's metal i can say that yeah i know it's metal it's emotive metal that's what I would say. It's going to make you feel the type of way if you're listening in the right mindset. You know what I mean? No, for sure. Yeah. There's a lot of melodic emphasis on like heavy melodies. I feel like it's like a lot of down-tuned guitars like you hear in a lot of modern metalcore, but with more of like a melodic spin on it. Um, like, yeah, maybe that's a better answer. <laughs> do you guys, how much do you guys spend in post-production? Because you guys seem to have like a lot of like... Uh, effects are those done like live triggered somehow or do you guys add those in uh in post? I mean, we run backtracks and stuff like bass drops and stuff i feel like as far as production goes a lot of the modern metalcore bands like that are playing like the similar style of music to us have more of a raw approach and we have a little more like a uh, process approach like like a band like attack attack is like the first thing that came to mind that's like a super processed band like more of like closely related to that. What did yeah. you uh, what did you think about the new Attack Attack song that came out? I didn't even listen to it. Uh, yeah, I haven't gotten to check that out yet. <laughs> I'm all set. Uh, 
but I do think that the that the last attack attack record was the best one, which is a hot take. This means war. That record's sick. Like right before Beartooth, have you heard that record? That record's so good. The only one I remember is the one with like the weird stickers uh, looking cover. The one that had yeah, like the that, oh, one, that one's mad old. back in the day. See, I didn't really listen to that one all that much. I listened to self titled a lot, and, and this means stiff, war. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> that was like the introduction to uh, <laughs> Crabcore. For me. Everyone knows that song. I, as far as the new Attack Attack goes, I feel like I loved Attack Attack so much. I'm like afraid to listen to it and be disappointed. In so. all fairness, it, I've only heard the first couple seconds of it, and um, I don't know. It wasn't for me. That's all. And respect. Hashtag respectfully. Yeah. yeah. It just isn't for me. Let them know. So do you guys, you guys pay attention to uh, your merch quality and stuff because of your audience. But do you guys personally like uh, uh, do anything fashionly? Like, do you uh, you like collect Jordans or like like streetwear? Do you do you collect on Depop and stuff like that? Yeah, I I actually have like a cool little shrine over here, but this is a desktop. <laughs> I can show you, but yeah, I, I like um. I grew up in high school. Before I had a job, I would buy I would buy Jordans and resell them, and buy a couple and post them up. And I still kind of sometimes just buy some clothes, um, see if I can make money off it on like online selling on StockX or different kind of things. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm a kind of a snob now on quality stuff. Might not look like it at the moment. I'm chilling <laughs> at the crib, but uh, but yeah. Nice. Yeah, I do sometimes also buy like two pairs of. Sneakers and sell one, for sure. Yeah, it's opp- if, if the opportunity is there, it's like kind of a no-brainer. Makes the money back; it's instant. People do hate on that if you get the right those thing. Shoes are wanted. Most of those times are those those items are wanted, but I've definitely like camped out on the Supreme website on Thursdays. Oh yeah, like I have. <laughs> dude, I, just, I got this Bape and Obio collab that I'm just sitting on. Like I can I can open it and wear it, <laughs> or I could just. Well, if I ever need some quick cash, I can make a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, I didn't know you were on that type of shit. Huh? I didn't know you were on that wave, dude. It's a hustle, uh-huh. for sure. I had yeah, no I idea. I, there's, I have friends that... Uh, He's a hype beast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I have friends that also like buy... I have a friend that buys NASCAR tees for like on the low on Depop. And oh, then, yeah, those oh, yeah, what's And sell? then literally flips them around Damn, and sells them for like 50 bucks. NASCAR tees, dude. I don't know. What is with... The, I don't get it. I don't either. I even asked him. They super no like... Idea. Is that a hot come up if you find a NASCAR shirt at the thrift store? Yeah, there was oh. this kid. There was this kid that would buy like 18 of his shirts at a time and spend hundreds of dollars. It was crazy. NASCAR shirts? Yeah, all NASCAR shirts. <laughs> Are they worth something? Uh, they're, just, they're just like vintage NASCAR shirts. They're like old. Like, yeah, so I just like, think it's like a niche thing. Like, you got to just know yeah. know what's going to hit. They're like 20 Honestly, years I old. Know, I stuff. know people who full-time That's thrift and make a cool. good living off of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he saw that one show on um, Netflix with the with the wild character that also has like a store that does the – he flips stuff. I can't remember his fucking name right now. But anyway, my boy saw that, and he decided he's going to start flipping tees. So – Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Different strokes for different folks. There's money to be made. Right? <laughs> for hustles. <laughs> How much is that bait thing worth? Um, I'm not sure. A couple the, hundred at least. What's the magic number for you? <laughs> to get rid of it, I think I'm gonna keep it. How but, long have you had it? How long have you had it for? Um, I think I got it like in November, but I'm also not done shit where I felt like, oh, I kind of wanted to wear nicer stuff. I've been just working and going straight home. Right, I get you. Um, who knows? We have we have some photo shoots coming up or promo <laughs> that might break it out. <laughs> but I just know like it's a good little oh, uh, research over there. I know. <laughs> <laughs> What's StockX running right now? How much is, could you sell that for right now? How much did you uh, buy it for? How much did you? How much? Did you I was it? actually gifted it, so it's a come up either way. Uh, We're not gifted it. Someone like that. No, 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 no. Yeah, I hope they watched this and they're like, "Hey, I got me that." Probably with a sticker. Uh, uh, four thirty-three. Nice. 
Yeah, I'm probably gonna keep it, but it just it makes me feel good that I have like a security 400 bucks I can make right there. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. It's, it's the same with like vinyl and stuff. I I buy like uh, so limited what? vinyl in the hopes that mm-hmm. it'll increase in value later. Yeah, on. you never know, dude. Like, I don't need I don't need to like, open it. Right buy now. that for 700 bucks if you play cards right. Hey, there are high out not. there that would do that on Depop. I'm sure. I'm saying that's too much for a sweatshirt. Of course it is, but there are people out there that like so, that stuff, and it's. I'm gonna just show him the collectible from the closet. Oh shit! Here we go. Oh, I got mine oh. too. I don't know what happened to mine. <laughs> it's at my house. Greater, a greater Bruins jersey. Ow, you yeah. have mine. Yeah, that's sick. How did you get? Uh, how did you get the custom front? Dude, I have no idea. This is the, their thing. So I was gifted this when I joined the band. Oh, nice! It was okay. like my jersey for real, dude. So, funny little story. We knew this. Uh, if you rewind the band, like so. Anyway, the- describe. Hold on, time out. Describe what that was. It was a Bruins hockey jersey. Uh, yeah, Boston Bruins like, yeah, hockey it's like jersey. A super official, like NHL jersey, on, except with like the if you, patch if you were in a hockey team, you could put it on and play with it. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. The real jersey. Um, this dude, um, I think it's above the sky productions. I gotta shout that out. I don't know if this does them or not, but so if you rewind the band like to our origins, we're from the South Shore, Massachusetts, about like 30 minutes south of Boston. And um two of the dudes who were in the band just like knew this dude, and we kind of always like bounced around the ideas of doing these jerseys with him. He does these jerseys, he's like very in tune with like the EDM scene. He's done jerseys for like Bass Nectar, yeah. but he just like lived like a town over from me. You know what I mean? And then like fast forward, the Bruins are in the playoffs and they're having an awesome playoff run. And I'm just a big hockey fan. And I was like, dude, we have to do Bruins jerseys through that guy. And I hit him up and he did them. We did a pre-order uh, the way, I mean, they're super nice quality. Like they're official. So yeah, really nice. we didn't make any money off them. We like charged exactly like what it would cost just to make them. And it was like pricey, but we just like, it was a thing. Like if you want to get in on this and do them, let's do them. And they sold pretty well. Actually. We, I think we moved like about 50 of them and, um, we got like custom ones. Everybody who's in the band got their own like name on the back and their own number, but the rest of them just say degrader. And I think 18, is it 18? Yeah. Is that the year was- you made them? Yeah, that was the year we made them. Yeah, it looked, it looked quality for sure. So we've been uh, bouncing around on the idea of doing uh, some new jerseys pretty soon. Different Boston team. We'll see. Uh, I have to admit, Boston is my most hated sports city of all time. I don't. I just like every team. Respect. Sorry, I just... It's my city. <laughs> are you Who are your teams? <clears throat> are you a Yankees guy? Absolutely not. I am a Rays fan, though. Oh. So uh, I'm a big Rays fan. Uh, I also like the Lightning. I lived in Tampa for a hot second. Oh. So I love the Lightning, <laughs> and we won. destroyed every year. <laughs> yeah, but we won this past year, so it's all good. But I do love Steven Stamkos, dude. He's nasty. Yeah, he's, I have a lot of respect for him. He's very sick, for sure. Dude, I was watching that game when he broke his leg. I was, like, watching it live. I was like, yo. <laughs> that was nuts. Yeah, and we won it without him because he didn't really play. Yeah. But, um. Dude, he fucking fell on the ice and his leg hit the post. And oh, went, yeah. <sighs> Cracked it. Because some dude crashed into him, like, behind him, dude. He's on a breakaway. He's like, I'm Steven Stamkos. <laughs> and just na- impaled the, go- the goalpost. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, so then Orlando Magic basketball team and my hometown, Jacksonville Jaguars. So I. I really dislike the Patriots. <laughs> Dude, I don't even. That's fine. I don't care. Miles Jack wasn't well, down. So, you know, sport I don't really care for, which is weird to be from New England. And, like everybody's such a a Patriot head. I just like really can't stand football. It is. Just, I've got, I've gotten to like baseball a lot more than football, even though I grew up loving football. Sure, but baseball's kind of my shit. And I grew up, even though I grew up in Florida. I'm half Canadian. My family's from Canada, so I was always intrigued with hockey. So I've been a hockey fan for most of my life. I played it when I was younger and everything. Yeah, I worked at an ice rink for a couple of years when I was in high school. So <laughs> very familiar with the ice. No, I never. Well, I got involved in um, figure skating. My the ice rink that I worked at, they had like a little league. So I I got involved in like getting extra hours, like 
helping around and shit, but I never physically played myself, no. It was the most fun sport that I've ever played. Yeah, I'd be down to play it. You guys haven't had a greater ice ice skating date yet? No, I want to do it though because I hear how excited he gets, and I'm like, "Yo, I have some ice skills." Like, I don't. Can you skate? Yeah, I can skate. Yeah, I feel like that's like swimming for us up here. Everybody from New England can kind of skate for the most part. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I can skate. You gotta hit it, bro. Let's go. <laughs> well, the next time we're in Jacksonville, I don't know if Jay can skate. There's the next. Yeah, that's, that's the next promo picture. Everything. I <laughs> We gotta get him some milk crates. <laughs> Dude, he's gonna watch Dude, this I today. What the fuck? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Jay on the milk crates. There you have it, folks. Dude, yeah, that'll be alright. What does that even mean? Maybe Why he does that know how to skate. Alright, like, if, like if you went to like an open skate at a rink. They like for the kids who sucked at skating, they'd be like two milk crates stacked on top of each other. And they skate <laughs> so on. Oh, like a wheeler or something, like a walker. Like oh, a walk- okay. Yeah, like a walker. Like a, like a we don't have that kind of thing down here in Florida. We just have like ice rinks and people that know how to skate kind of go. Or, yeah, you just go skate, right? Or they learn while they're there, like you know? Thing. I don't know. They're just like huddling on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the milk crates. I can't I guess. I can't yeah. hockey style stop. That's one thing I can't do. Oh, I'm nasty at that. That's what I'm good at. I can't spray <laughs> ice or nothing like that. I can spray. That was that was like the flex of people who work at the ice rink. Like they would really fast. Do you practice yeah, after yeah, hours? Did you like practice after hours? It's like for like you know the lights are coming off and only the rink's lights are on and. You're just over there, like learning how to like. No, skate. but what we did do that made us feel cool is like in between sessions when the zamboni will go around, we'll fucking skate with and like pass the puck around, like we played hockey. No, like I don't. Uh, fucking sick. But all the people who like didn't work there had to go like back to rentals and shit. So we just looked like the super elite skaters of yeah. Jersey City. Yeah. Whole time I'm like fucking ass. Like someone who knows anything about hockey gets on this ice and is like shit on me. <laughs> I don't know. That was 16-year-old me. Nice. Well, we are about that time to like kind of wrap it up. Is there anything else you guys you know, want to give a shout-out to or have anything else you'd like to kind of spill the beans on other than the record coming out March 3rd, correct? Yeah, just be on the lookout. All our new stuff is going to be rolling out soon. You're going to start seeing. Um, if you just tag our, uh, our socials, Liam, what are they? Oh, to greater MA. To greater underscore MA or to greater MA? To greater underscore MA. Yeah. They'll, yeah also, they'll, they'll also be in the show notes. Sorry, slash. I was thinking about what I wanted to wrap up with. I spaced <laughs> Yeah. No, what but just keep up on our socials. Everything will start um, c- coming to light in the next coming weeks and then in the next months. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's about it. Hell yeah, this is yeah. fun. Thank you for having us, Slurp, dude. Yeah, yeah. You're more than welcome. Had a lot. This is my Chill. first podcast. I feel I'm an <laughs> avid podcast listener, so I'm gonna definitely dive back into your catalog and wait for this episode to come out. I'm excited. <laughs> It'll be out next week, but I've had I will say I've had some very interesting bangers on this podcast, but that's just me as a fan and also the host speaking. So I've got mm-hmm. some of my favorites over the you know, year and a half, two years that. <laughs> have been really uh very interesting to me so how'd we rank from a one to ten probably like a six probably dude, like a naughty. zero i mean dude. it's also it's i mean no this one's been i mean obviously we don't know each other you know what i mean like this is the thing about the podcast like we don't know each other we're just we're, we're meeting for the first time like i you, you called me like three minutes before we went live you know what i mean so like uh we don't really get to know each other other than this podcast so like uh, you know, it's fun and it was easy to go. I mean, it was, it's been an hour, so you know, it's it's it goes by kind of quick. So it was, yeah, I don't, I, they, I don't rank them, so to speak, but like, <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to put the pressure on you. I was just fucking with you. No, 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 I don't, I don't rank them or anything like that. But it's it's a good one and it's an easy one and like it's interesting. There's things that you know we I genuinely found intriguing and asked you guys about. There's different guests. I don't know. You may find this out. B, if you listen to the back catalog, 
that it may sound harder to have an interview with. I, you know, that's yeah, it. for sure. No, yeah, I kind of went into this trying to. I hope you we weren't chilled. boring, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. chill, man. We no. chilled for an hour and it was sick. No, it was good. It was good stuff. So we learned that he's a hype beast. Like I didn't know that before. See, now we know we're You're growing. We're growing as a group of people, and you're you're connecting. You're connecting with your fans. You know, that's the goal. Yeah. That's the goal of the podcast, man. That's the goal. Let's go. I'm glad. I'm glad to be a part of it. <laughs> Shout out, Van Flip. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Word. Thank you for having us, dude. Hey there, I am Johnny Christ from Avenge Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors, comedians, fighters, musicians, everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks with Johnny, streaming everywhere now.